Gill and T Duff. Hello, educators across the world. You are now tuned into Surviving Crazy, and we're your hosts, C Gill and T Duff. C Gill, why don't you start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself? All right. Okay. Let me think about this, T Duff. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess I'll start here. I am an educator of 18 years, um, taught science um, all my time, high school, uh, served on a charter school board because I love the kids and love doing things for um, students. Uh, I am heavy in the ed tech world. I've gone out to receive certifications to be a coach for Pear Deck, Screencastify, and Puzzle. And I have even gone on to become an ambassador for Google's Applied Digital Skills. And so, I, again, I come to you with a wealth of just knowledge and background. But you know what? I don't want to brag about myself, T Dove. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, I first have to say that that is a wonderful amount of experience that you have and that you bring to the table, and I know our listeners will be served well. So about myself, I've been teaching for nine and a half years. I am a former school board member because I, too, love to serve our fellow educators and students and make sure that they have the best opportunities possible. I've also have experience advocating on Capitol Hill. And I have served on the board of directors for national teacher organizations. Oh, wow. And we need teacher advocates, T-Duff. So very good. Very good. So let's get into like our why. Why did you want to do this podcasting with me? Absolutely. So I feel that teachers have a voice that not only needs to be heard, but validated. And I think this platform gives us the perfect opportunity to do just that. Far too often, the decisions that are made in the education arena do not involve teachers at the table. And we need to make sure that their ideas, their thoughts are heard, processed, and weighed into the decisions that are actually made that will ultimately affect them and their students. So I think this platform is a great place for us to share our stories of the crazy experiences we've had. Yes, at times we're going to laugh. At times we may even cry. But that's what's so great about this platform. This podcast can serve as a wonderful way to support each other and to help each of us hone our craft and fall in love with teaching over and over again. What about you, Sigil? Yes, yes. Amen to that. T. Duff spoken very well. And as far as me, I guess my why came from a place of I got tired of people thinking I was crazy. I would share these stories because, you know, being an educator, we all have stories. We have like a plethora of stories that we can just go on and on about. And so I would do that. And then I would tell these stories and people would act like these things were like in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, this these things, they're really happening and I'm surviving it, but they're really happening. And so I just wanted to give a platform to others that may be in the same situation as me where we're telling our stories, but people are thinking we're crazy because they're like, but you look fine to me. You're, you're surviving it, right? But it's like, no, <laughs> right. We got to get these stories out there. So that was just really my why. 
Well, you're definitely not crazy, and I look forward to some of the discussions we will have to share with our listeners and hopefully get feedback from them on just how crazy some of those scenarios are that we actually have to live through. Yes. All right. So that will bring us to our first story, our first story of surviving crazy. So I'll start. So here's the deal. I tutor students after school, as does most teachers, right? Um, I, I do the tutoring. And so on one particular day, I was having my tutoring session as usual. But in this particular session, I needed to take my students outside to do a particular part of an exercise that we were carrying over from class. So this was a group of students who either needed more time and assistance or they missed out on the entire class period. That's why they came to tutoring. And I know and I'm fully aware that the powers that be at my particular school, they would like for us to stay within a certain building, which I get it. I totally get it. It's for managing the students and keeping them all in one spot. But I made the crazy just thought that, hey, I'm an educator. I've been teaching for 18 years and I should be able to make professional judgments in the moment. So in the moment, I decided, okay, guys, we've been in this room for 30 minutes. This room is no longer serving us. What we really need to do is just be out there because I'm a hands-on teacher and I believe in real world application and giving my students like skills that they can use and experiences that they will remember because I want all of my students to feel like they belong in STEM. So, Amen. Right. So, T-Dub, I'm, I made the decision. So, I take the kids outside, right? Take them outside. They go to the pond. They're collecting water. And the whole purpose for this was I wanted them to get the temperature of the water. I wanted them to get the salinity. I wanted them to determine the clarity of the water. And then I wanted them to kind of look at pH. So, all of these things we know, like, do you think a worksheet could have fulfilled this mission, T-Duff? Like, do you? Absolutely not. I, I actually commend you for thinking outside the box and giving your students authentic learning experiences that they will take with them for the rest of their life. That was actually a great idea. Right. And so I'm doing this thing and everything is going beautifully. I even had former students who took me in the previous semester. They came outside and I was like, oh my God, I remember doing that. And so they were like helping the kids. and It was, it was just great. It was great. We were all in the moment. And so, okay, tutoring finishes. It wraps up. So I do the thing where you call a common courtesy, okay? Because I'm from South and I believe in common courtesy. So I emailed the people and I'm like, hey, I was at tutoring today. I moved from the tutoring room and took the kids out to the pond, but we were still tutoring. We were still learning. It's just that I needed them to not be confined to that space, okay? So I get home, you know, driving in my car, feeling real good, get home and then email. Uh oh, I see where this is going. Yes. And so I opened up the email and in this email, it says, Miss Gill, um, we're not going to pay you for tutoring today because you weren't in the right building. Then. Wait, that, what? Can you repeat that? She said, we are not going to pay you today because you weren't in the right building. I Okay. I, there has to be more to it than that. I had to read that twice. And yes, there is more. And what's even crazier, T-Duff, is that she goes on to say to me, 
a veteran teacher of 18 years, maybe you should come and sit with me so we can review alternative lessons that you can use in tutoring. Um, and if you're finding it difficult to come up with alternative lessons, then maybe you should reschedule another person. Oh, no. Uh, I would personally find that very insulting. Yes. It, it was insulting. It was outrageous. It was egregious. First of all, you came at me and said you're going to take my money. And then now you want to come and attack my pedagogy? Really? So, yes. That, that was like the craziest part. But here's the deal. What powers that be don't understand is we are already in a fragile state as educators. You already have the mass resignation and here you are attacking me for giving students an experience that could not be replicated through a worksheet, right? Could not be. And then the other part is we're still trying to operate off of an outdated model where we want to keep kids in the box as you alluded to. And I'm definitely an out the box thinker. I'm like, let's get out of the box and let's do what's in the best interest of the child. What's in the best interest of the student? You know, you can't replace those authentic, like you said, authentic learning experiences. And then T-Duff, let's think about it. I actually had kids stay after school to want to learn and do environmental science. Like, oh my gosh. Because you know, we're like competing with TikTok. We're competing with the girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, just all the other things that teens want to do, right? And so it was just so crazy (laughs) to me. And so the way that I was able to survive that was, A, I got to tell my story here on this platform. Um, But, you know, I survived it because I had that support system to say, hold up, pause the brakes, pump the brakes. First of all, they can't not pay you because the service was rendered. Okay. Now, they may not have liked the way you rendered the services. However, the service was rendered. And so they still must pay you. And now next going forward, they could say, put a new addendum. If you leave the building, I'm not going to pay you. You know, that needs to be put into writing. Agreed. Absolutely. So first off, you bring up a good point. We often rely on antiquated methods of instructing our kids and schools need to realize that as we move into the heart of the 21st century, we have to change our way of thinking, change the way that we actually are to engage kids and allow this information to be retained in their brain. And you did that. You realized that these four walls are not working for my kids. If they're going to be able to make up the work that they need to for my class and truly understand the content and master it, they need to be involved hands-on. And to go into a pond and to be able to test the pH and so on, that is actual experience that will prepare them for the rigor of college and life to come. And for a school not to realize how valuable of an experience that is, it's truly upsetting because what does it then say about the future of education at that school, in that state, and in the country? We have to get away from the the saying that, well, we've always done it this way, and we have to start putting students first. So often they pay lip service to everyone, and they don't actually follow through and do its best. So I commend you for what you did, thinking outside the box and giving those students the opportunity that they needed to master the content in your class. Thank you, T-Duff, for validating me. And, you know, there's one other little crazy piece of this story that I would be remiss if I didn't add. So Please I share. Please share. Yes. 
Yes, yes, I'm gonna share. So, of course, me being me, because I've been doing this for a long time, I responded. And at first in my response, I was like, okay, fine. You don't have to pay me, you know, but I did do what I was supposed to do and blah, 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 blah. So eventually it gets down. And then I also tell her, hey, by the way, I don't need help with pedagogy. Maybe you need some help with pedagogy. Let me send you this link Love to it. PD. Right. I was like, let me send you this link to PD so that you can learn best practices in science. So you know what happened, T-Duff. I peed somebody off because they came back and they told me that I was being aggressive. And I was like, wait, hold up. I was being aggressive? This person attacked me first. And in the education, sometimes they don't understand that just because you are like higher up or you have a different position that's not in the classroom, that doesn't make you exempt from the way you speak to people because you're supposed to give people dignity. And when you come at somebody, you got to expect that they are going to come back. But I came back professionally and said, hey, look, I go and get a lot of professional development. Maybe you need to get some because you're still, as you said, using that old model of this is the way we did it. This is the way we got to keep doing it. And I just don't agree with that. Oftentimes we'll find that when we try to challenge the status quo, we will get a lot of resistance, but that just means that we're doing something right. And I have to say that helps me segue into my story of surviving crazy. Um, so I go back to my very first year of teaching and as a brand new teacher, and as all teachers do during the first days of school, they set up routines and procedures and explain the expectations and what students will be held accountable for, how they will obtain the grades and the information necessary to pass the class. And of course, we all face students that will try to challenge those boundaries, right? But I had this one student that said, Tduff, I'm not going to do this work. I'm not going to interrupt your class. I'm not going to try to disrespect you in any way. However, I'm just not going to do it. You know, and I reached out to that student and said, look, if you're having trouble learning the content, I'm more than happy to help you. I even reached out to the parent, but the child ultimately decided he wasn't going to do any of my work. So as it follows, he obtained an F in my class. And the next day I came into my classroom, I was checking my grade book. And I noticed that his F was magically changed to a D. No. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how could this be? No one had access to my grade book that I was aware of. I said, maybe I just typed in the wrong letter grade by accident. So I changed it back. Well, the very next day I was called into the principal's office and I had no reason why I was being called in. I was like, okay, maybe he just wants to talk to me. And when I got to the principal's office, I was asked, why did I alter a student's grade? And the First thing that came to mind was, I didn't alter a student's grade. I have no idea what this is referring to. So when I asked him, he referred to that student by name. And I said, oh, that student's grade, for whatever reason, was changed from an F to a D in my grade book. So I changed it back. I said, I guess I just made a mistake when I typed it in. And he said, no, that was an administrative decision because that student is on the basketball team and we need him in order to do well in the playoffs and make it to the championship. 
And at that point, I just froze. I didn't know what to say. What do you say to someone who's your superior, your mentor, your administrator, and you're a brand new teacher? How do you respond to that? I don't think there is any real response that you can give, especially like the point that you keep making is that you are a brand new teacher and this was your administrator. Like you just don't go against your administrator because we are just, you know, fearful when we're new teachers. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, what do you do other than say, okay. Right. And I didn't want to be deemed as disrespectful. So I respectfully said, well, I, I don't understand. I'm trying to hold all of my students accountable and I want them to reach the high expectations that I have in place for them and that I have set for them. And he said, the case is closed. It was an administrative decision. Do not alter your grade book again. Wow. And that, so at that point. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. that's crazy. Like, really? Mm-mm. Go ahead. Keep yeah. going. So at that point, as I was walking back to class, I really had to self-reflect. And think, is this someone that I want to follow and see as my mentor for the rest of my career? Is this someone that I would look up to and really want to uh, emulate their leadership model? And it wasn't. The answer was no. So at that moment, I knew I had to start searching for a new job to work for someone who would guide me in the right path and that would make ethical decisions. And so at the end of that school year, I decided to apply to another school and got accepted. And I have to say with that principal, I trusted him. He made decisions that were always best for the kids. He put students first. And it wasn't about being an athlete. The phrase is student athlete, not athlete student. Academics has to come first. And far too often we forget that in education. Yes, that is so true. Like it it seems like, Everything goes is sports first, then education, because I've had students, you know, going back to my situation with the tutoring. Oh, I can't stay after because I have to go to practice. And if I don't go to practice, I'm not going to be able to plan the game. I'm like, well, how will you plan a game if you don't have the academics? So I totally agree with that, that we need to make sure that we're putting education first. And coaches, I get you want to win, you know, but we need it to be a win win where the students are winning in the classroom and they're winning in their respective sport area. Absolutely. And research shows that students who are involved in extracurriculars always do better in school. But we have to realize that academics is what has to come first. Those are the true skills that they will need for the rest of their lives to be successful. And athletic skills can be important too. But the basic foundation all revolves around academics, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And we have to remember that. We can't forget it going forward. I totally agree. So, C. Gill, what can you say is the moral of the story? What can we tell our listeners so that they understand what it is we're trying to convey through our stories? So, the moral of this story is basically believe in yourself. So, there's this quote. It says, believe in yourself in all that you are. Know that there is something inside you that is greater than any obstacle. Remember, wide is the path, but narrow is the course. So you can continue on as long as you believe in yourself and remember that it's greater than any obstacle that may ever come your way. I love that. Very well said. I believe that's a quote by Christian Larson, and I've actually used that with my students before. We can never let one situation define us. 
We have to find our inner strength. We have to make sure that we surround ourselves with the people who will assist us along the way and have our best interests at heart. And with that said, there's nothing that can stop us from achieving our dreams. So I hope all of our listeners understand that. We're here for you. We want this platform to be a place where we could share our stories, bring each other up, and really help each other fall in love with this profession over and over again. Yes. So thank you, T. Duff. And yes, as he said, if you like what you heard, please continue to tune in. Follow us on our social medias, which will be linked in the description below. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We are very grateful. All right, guys. Happy learning. See you on the flip side. Surviving crazy. Surviving crazy. With C. Gill and T. Duff.